And now, this is the DDT Wrestling Podcast with DC Matthews and Doc Manson. Doc Manson. Oh, it's Doc Manson. What a week it has been, Doc Manson. What, what do you mean, DC Matthews at the DC Matthews? What 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 kind of week has it been? Oh my goodness, it has been. I not even necessarily for me, just in the world. There's been oh? a, there's been an indictment. There's been a merger. There's been drama coming out your ass. Um, but been... does any of those things actually affect anything? Well, yeah, right. I don't mean to be such a cynic, but I I don't know. I you know what? Uh, as the week went on, the thing I just kept saying in my head was Doc was right. I know. <laughs> Tell me what I was right about, though, because I want to hear you put it in your words. With between the between the the politics and the and and the wrestling and the fact that there's a a doge at the top left of Twitter now, I I just am like it's not fun being on social media anymore. No, Twitter sucks. And and I'm like seriously reevaluating how much of my time I want to spend on this program, this app that I just wind up feeling either mad or disappointed. Yeah, I recommend none. I recommend none of your time, honestly. But I'm sure the besties would feel sad about that. But I, I don't know. They haven't missed me that much. Would they? Yeah, I, I don't even know that they're that active anymore, uh, are they? I mean, I don't know. Let's see here. The best the last thing the bestie chat had was on Saturday, April 1st. Uh there was a brief exchange between myself and Banks and Simon and Che, and I'm assuming there were some people that reacted to it, uh talking about how we were ready for Mania. And that was April 1st. It's now April 5th. So it's been four days. WrestleMania happened two nights. The WWE has merged with another entity. Uh, Vince McMahon allegedly has returned to not only the company, but also potentially being in charge of creative. And um, you've got this whole... Vicky Vicky Guerrero thing, which is taking over the internet now. All right, okay. Have, one one thing, one thing at a time here. Haven't I'm just saying, haven't said a word. Yeah, yeah. Twitter sucks. The besties are completely checked out. But I mean, everything that I've read about WrestleMania Night Two, uh, I don't blame them for being completely checked out of wrestling. I heard I heard Night One was pretty great, and then I heard Night Two was kind of like. Oh, yeah, let's put on the worst show of all time and let's follow it up with a really bad Raw as well. 
which I don't know if anybody's been paying attention here, but the moment that it seemed like Vince McMahon was back, did did anybody think that? But but see, that's the problem. My problem is exactly it's, it's not. I understand that perception is reality. I do get that, but it's the fact that people, you know, even the people who are on Twitter being like. I don't know what, like, saying exactly what you were saying. Like, this was going to happen, and yet it, this big deal happens. I did not watch all of night one. I did not watch all of night two. That was, that's just not how I consume wrestling anymore. I'm not a completionist. I will say I watched more of night one than night two because night one was Saturday, and I had all of Sunday to catch up. Um, I watched... You watched the return of Shane McMahon. Why? Why do no members of the McMahon family have quadriceps? What is wrong with their leg strength? Um, you can't skip leg day, bro. You know, uh, night two was not as good as night one. However, I don't think it was nearly as bad as everybody says it was. Uh, it potentially had the match of the weekend. You, Dr. Manson, Gunther and Sheamus and Drew McIntyre had a match that you would watch, and at the end you would go, ah, bravissimo. It was fantastic. It was everything you want from a hoss fight. Your chest would hurt after watching it just from the high impact offense we had a decent hell in a cell match yeah cody didn't win all right i'm sorry they had a merger and they decided to keep the belt on the hottest thing going right now mr roman reigns i'm sorry that many people don't like that but that decision caused everyone to just crap all over it and yeah vince lothario with his mustache i mean don't you just think it's suspect that you have a giant merger and the first thing that you do is you send out your head of creative to say hey absolutely nothing is changing and then immediately reports coming out of backstage is that Vince and not Triple H is at gorilla position. Vince and not Triple H is getting final okay on the scripts. Vince and not Triple H has axed several segments that were originally part of the script and spontaneously inserted other things. Don't you just think, like, I mean, it's not that people are speculating. Like, that is legitimately the reporting coming out of what's happening backstage. And it's just, it's, I don't know, man. Like, it's, if you're surprised, I just, I don't feel sorry for you. My issue actually isn't the fact that all of this happened. You might be 100% right. Vince might be the, the latest example of old white man who gets away with things and is now going to just sit back and be like, I'm now worth $3 billion because I made $198 million uh, this week. 
So now I don't need to do anything. I am going to book this show till I die. You might be 100% right. Bailey may have walked out. Bailey may have walked out. There may be a whole bunch of other people who follow her out the door. All of that is fine. Of course it is. It's the company will go on. It's just having to sit and wade through social media and hearing everybody talk about it and complain about it. And I'm like, look, do what doc did. Stop watching, get off of Twitter, spend your life focused on things that bring you joy. But none of them do it. They're going to watch every week and it'll suck and they'll hate it and bitch about it. And it's just how much do I want to sit and be exposed to that where I could just be like my friend Doc and get off of Twitter and whether or not I choose to watch or not watch, focus on the things that bring me joy. That's actually my issue. Whether Vince Lothario with his little pencil mustache is in charge. So so wait, so your problem, your issue is that you choose to engage in social media where people are complaining too much for your liking. Yes. I would love them to stop complaining, but I can't control that. I mean, but I mean, in fairness, man, that is not just wrestling Twitter, right? That is social media, like across the board. That's all people do is I got off of Facebook because, well, a, I didn't want to see everybody's highlight reel. And also just, you know, uh, as we got closer to, you know, elections and certain people were in power and I'm watching people that I was friendly with or knew from work posting things that I disagreed with. I'm like, I can either engage with this or I can just not be on Twitter and I or Facebook. And I got off of Facebook and life got immediately better. I feel like that's going cool. to happen with Twitter. I was gonna, like, so I, I was just about to say, like, is the is the answer not in front of you? Yeah, it is. It is. I like I've been saying to my wife and I've been saying it in my head. I I think this is the moment. This show is my announcement that if I'm not done, I am scaling way back because, you know, and it's it is all my fault. I go and I check Twitter. It's just the page I'm at the most. I tend to click on the explore section and I'm looking at what's trending and I'm clicking on things and it says Trump indicted and I click on that and get pissed off or I click on, you know, Vicky Guerrero being like, what the hell's Vicky Guerrero trending for? And then I find out and I get pissed off. Now that I have, I think people have reason to be pissed off about, but again, neither here nor there. All right. I, I gotta, I gotta get out. I got to get out because I, you know, the wrestling I watched, I enjoyed. I watched Triple H's announcement. I was disappointed that it was just a, we're here, yay. And then I turned it off because we were watching the Red Sox game at the same time. And how's that working out for you? Watching the Red Sox, it's enjoy, it's more enjoyable than being on Twitter, sitting and enjoying the baseball game. They're not doing great, but. We knew that it, was going to happen. It, it, but my question was more, have you implemented a new method for consuming I, baseball I games? I got myself a, a VPN. Uh, I got a Viking VPN system. Um, I got myself a free trial for uh, MLB TV. I tried to watch a game. It said blackout. 
What is Viking VPN? Nord VPN, the Vikings, the Nords. Oh, I was like, I haven't heard of Viking VPN. No. Um, I you know, wasn't working, wasn't working, wasn't working. And my wife, who is admittedly smarter than me, was like, well, doesn't Nessen, which is the channel that brought you, do you think they have their own like app? And I was like, they didn't last year. Two minutes later, I get a text from her with the link to Nessen has its own app. And for $30 a month, you can get this and you can watch all the games. And I'm like, the amount I'm going to be spending on MLB TV and a VPN, because that's really the only reason I need a VPN, though I may keep it just because I maybe I'll watch, you know, other wrestling or something on it. Um, so, yeah, so now we did that. So it, it turned out we didn't need it. Um, but yes, having a way to watch baseball is very nice, but, but yeah, it's just, it's not fun. And, you know, we have a discord. I can talk to Glenn and Brandon and I can check in with people. When's the last time anybody posted on the discord? Um, I was on there recently, but I didn't post in our discord. But I was on there because Brandon and I are doing our battle of the brand thing with our little GM mode. Um, uh, my wife's birthday, March March fifteenth. <laughs> I, I yeah, I, I don't think uh, I, I don't think Discord's doing it either. I love every single best. Yeah, I do. I do. I think we outlasted the show, DC. We're not being active as a bestie chat. We got emails. I was, I, when I signed in to check emails, I was like, if we don't have any emails, I'm not going to ask for them. I'm I'm just going to let it go. And we'll just, we'll fade that out. We got four emails. I mean, you know, that's good. Um, I don't want to be done with the show, but I want to be done with, uh, you know, Getting this cycle of going onto Twitter. Sometimes there's nice stuff, uh, but most of the time I wind up frustrated with it and then mad at myself for letting myself become frustrated with it. And, you know, I think I'm going to take the app off my phone. I think I'm going to bog out of, you know, I'm going to make it so that it takes a little bit more work for me to log in and, and just see how that feels for a little while. I support you in all your uh, decisions. Thank here. you. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, you know, again, WrestleMania was, was good. That The Fatal 4-Way men's tag team match from night one was excellent. Surprisingly so. I don't know why I was surprised, but it was. Who was uh, in that? Uh, Street Profits, Viking Raiders, uh, Alpha Academy, so Chad Gable and Otis, and then the weird team of Braun Strowman and Ricochet. But... Chad Gable did a deadlift German suplex on Braun Strowman. Cool. Um, Ricochet did a springboard shooting star press to the floor and landed on his feet, essentially. Um, Yeah, you know, it was good. Uh, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn versus the Usos was excellent, as you would expect. Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair, very good, as you would expect. The story behind Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio, compelling start to finish, which I did not expect. Um, There was very good wrestling going on uh, this weekend. And, you know, 
as soon as that deal got announced, we stopped talking about the good wrestling and started complaining. Not saying you have reason, be upset, but going onto Twitter and shouting into the void. Is it working for you? Maybe, maybe it works for people, but for me, social media sure does seem popular, doesn't it? What about you? I, I see from the from the beginning of an email from Mrs. Manson, there was no wrestling or domania at Manson Manor. What have you been up to? What's new? What's exciting? What's the latest? Not much, sir. Just, uh, you know, it's kind of just getting back into the swing of the job after having that yeah. time off. So going the back ooze. into prep and all of that. Um, and some other things have come up. Search committees and... Other stuff, so been kind of busy. But who are you searching for? I'm not searching necessarily, um, but the team of folks who put together the labs related to my course required a technician, um, and so this is actually the second search we've been on because they filled a tech two position, but that was ended up being an internal hire that basically got promoted, and so that left their old position vacant. And so now we're the second search for that. Um, yeah, so, uh, we have a meeting tomorrow, so I had to review all the applicants today and that was, that was disheartening, I guess, uh, folks, um, like it was not, we didn't, uh, we didn't have a ton of applicants. We had maybe, I don't know, let's say 20. Okay. Uh, after going through them, I only ranked one person as qualified. And it's not just because, like, these other people aren't qualified, per se. Um, But I would say out of that 20, 16 of them did not submit a complete application package. Folks, if the job description asks you for a resume, a cover letter, and three references, you need to submit a resume, a cover letter, and three references. I understand like people don't want to work anymore. And I, I, I understand that's that's like a Republican talking point. And I don't mean it that way. But like me, I am heavily into that. The 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 anti work like or work reform, if that's what you want to talk mentality. Um, so I don't mean it that way. I mean it more from that perspective. Like I get people don't want to engage with the dog and pony show. Why should I write you a cover letter? I feel like you're asking me to just cosplay or write a fan fiction about why I'd be good for this job, right? I get it. I understand. I don't want to write those things either, right? Um, but unfortunately, there is a bare minimum that needs to be done just to get like through the gate. And if you don't do that, like the rules that are, exist at this institution does not allow your application to even be considered. So if any of our friends out there, besties, whoever are out there applying for jobs, double check that job description, man. Supply the things that they ask you for. Otherwise, you're wasting your time. And on the other side of things, me on the search committee, you're wasting my time too. Don't do that. If it were up to you, would you get rid of the cover letter? I don't know. I I don't think so, only because I think the cover letter actually can be extremely helpful in deciding 
whether a person should be brought in for an interview. I understand the sentiment around it, but at the same time, having been on a ton of search committees at this point, I actually think it's a useful um, it's a useful document for evaluation purposes. But unfortunately, that also means that it carries a lot of weight. And if you're not seriously putting effort into your cover letter, well, that's just going to hurt you also. So, yeah, I've been on a couple uh, hiring committees and it's potential there will be another one happening soonish. Although I'm going away next week and no one's bringing me back. Um, I tend, you know, I'm I'm. I find much more value in the interview than any of that. And my problem with the interview is people who present well can do well in an interview, even if they're shit. Mm. But yeah, I'm sorry. You were saying I, I look at a cover letter in my things. And again, it's a totally different job. I'm like, can you form a coherent set? Are you going to have are you going to have you know a missing element in in a cover letter um you know you're applying for a job as a window washer and you send it to me and you say hey can you look this over because i'd like to get this window washing job and i look at it and i'm like you failed to include a crucial element of the window washing so you might want to fix that when you send this application to the window washing company. Um, so I look for that sort of stuff. I read the uh, letters of reference more. I don't care at all about the resume. I, I glance at just to look for like work experience and such. How much does the GPA matter to you? Zero, zero percent. Don't care about the GPA. Yeah. One iota. No, no. I'm like, where did you, you know, where have you, where, where have you worked previously? I'm always interested to know what uh, they put for related work experience or, you know, all of that stuff. Like, what other jobs? Like, you know, there's a lot. There are some people who refuse to provide you with a full work experience. Uh, they put only put on what they consider to, I think, their relevant experience. Mm. I love, especially when I was, you know, more on the lab side of things, I love seeing somebody with serious restaurant experience. I love somebody who has like some sort of um, experience in a job with a lot of potential uh, exposure to customers and also, honestly, uh, completion of monotonous tasks. Like it shows me that you have the dedication to get through the bullshit. And I don't get me wrong. I don't think your job should be full of bullshit, right? But you have to be able to cope because every job has some degree of bullshit. And Mm -hmm. seeing that kind of stuff, especially people that have been at in a restaurant job for for five years or something, like I just look at that and I go, okay, I know you can make anything work. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's 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 just interesting. You know, a lot of times in education, they're like, well, I was a babysitter. And I'm like, I understand 
that one of the common stereotypes to say about teachers is that we are highly paid babysitters. And there are days. Don't get me wrong. That day before Christmas vacation, I ain't teaching your kids jack. We are hanging out, and I am keeping them from killing each other. So, yes, at that moment, I am a well-paid babysitter. But I don't need to know that you were a babysitter for three years and you know provide me with the name of the family. I ain't calling them. That's yeah. No. Anyways, well, I hope the search goes well. I hope you're actually, how many more weeks do you have? Like what? Five for this semester? Four? Five? I don't even know. Um, honestly, up in early May. Yeah, I mean, probably like, probably like maybe. three more weeks of classes yeah, and then finals. maybe like finals, something like that. Maybe four weeks. I'm not sure. Three or four. I am very excited for when you are done, done. I look forward to those podcasts when you've taught your summer class. And yeah, what did you, what did you sign up for now, doc? What did you, nothing, agree to not, nothing but I just, I'm, yeah, I'm already looking at that summer session. I'm like, uh, uh, five weeks as soon as this is over, uh, yeah. but whatever, I'll get through it. How many emails are you getting? I had an exam on uh, Monday. I left my office and I didn't look at my emails until I returned to my office, which would have been after both of the, those, there's two, there's two lectures back to back, right? Uh, when I returned to my office, I had 70 emails, 70 over a two hour period. All from students? All from students. Wondering what? Issues, problems, issues. You know, people get to take some of these exams remotely. And so, oh, my Wi-Fi. Oh, my browser. Oh, my laptop. Oh, my whatever. 70 people out of 500. 70. It's like 15%, which isn't a huge I had to spend that entire time doing the math because I did not pass Math 102. Um, yeah, it's not a huge percentage. That's still a lot. I spent the rest of my day chipping away at those emails. I had no time for anything else. I will happily do that job. It's fucking stupid. I am Doc Manson's personal assistant. Uh, Um, the thing that I've decided, this sounds like a user issue. And what I mean by that is that you're dumb. (laughs) I've decided I'm just not going to do as many assessments like this. Um, just not going to do it in the future. I'm going to do like maybe a midterm and a final that's cumulative and that's it. I only, I only want to do with deal with it twice. And then the rest of their grade, maybe I'll do homework assignments or something. And that can be like 50% of their grade. And as long as they score a 75% or above on all of those homework assignments, maybe We'll let them skip up to two just so people who are like, oh, I forgot to hand it in. Don't have to email me because you get two and you only have to get a 75% on them to get all the credit. And then that'll be 50% of your grades. As long as you do that, you're going to have yourselves a nice high F. Well, maybe not a high F, but yeah, that's a high F because a zero is an F and a 50 is an F. And from there, anything that you earn on my my two or three cumulative exams can get you your rest of your grade, right? Um and we'll call it a fucking day. I think you should say, look, you all are starting out right now. 
with a 100 in this class. No. Every email I get from you <laughs> deducts your score by five points. And yeah. that's cute. And, come on, and it goes up exponentially. You email me that third time, you cannot get a B in this class. I don't want to know your name. I don't want to see yeah. your face. I, gotta, I really got to seriously think about course structure over the break because there needs to be a way that I can systematically eliminate a lot of the stuff that is weighing me down now. There's got to be. And I'm going to figure gotta, it out. You got to make a list. You got to make a list. I'm, you know, I know Brandon Banks's ears perk up every time he hears me say the word list. You got to make a list. What are the things that most piss you off about that job? And then try to get like the top two off the board. Right. And I do I, like I sort of have. And I think and I think the quantity of emails is the thing. And the and more so more than just emails. Um, it's the quantity of emails that is specifically about making up an assessment because of some sort of issue that prevented them from taking it. And so me saying, oh, I'm only going to do a midterm and a final. Yeah. At least means I only have to deal with it twice. Right? Yeah. Unfortunately for unless, them, unless that you're means... Gonna, unless you're going to do the number of exams and you're like, look, you get one tech mulligan. You get, like, if, if you have a tech issue for this third exam, you're not going to make it up. We'll just give you a, you know... The number of people who, even when you tell them you get to drop an assessment or two. The number of people who will still email you and are like, hi, I really want to make this up because I already have enough bad grades that I need to use my drops over there. So I need to be able to take this. And it's just like, no, just no. Sorry, you should have planned ahead and done better on the ones that you actually showed up to take. Sorry. I don't know. I think I'm going to be more forthcoming about some of that stuff in the future. I think I'm going to, even if I don't really do the thing that I'm saying, even if I keep it with like the 10 assessments, which I do think has its positives, I think it's going to be, you get two drops and there are no makeups, period. I don't care what the reason is. It doesn't matter. You get two. That's it. Leave me alone. Yeah. I think you should start every lecture with a name redacted email. This is this is the bullshit you get you brought to me this week, friends. Eyes on the board. Let's read this together. My my evaluations would be abysmal <laughs> if I were to do that. But yeah. Do those really matter? Surprisingly, yeah. Um they don't matter to me, but apparently they matter for like promotion purposes. So eventually they might matter to me. But it's weird the things that they choose to use as metrics I'm learning because I don't really think students are at, are at all qualified to actually evaluate the teaching and learning that are going on in those classrooms. Like, I, you know, if there were like, if there were underlying issues, I guess I could see those surveys in some ways being useful. Um, but as like an actual metric of the effectiveness, again, of teaching or learning, I, I don't think students are qualified to assess that. 
Okay. You still got a 94% would take your class again. Yeah, I don't care about that. <sighs> it just so happens they don't have a choice about taking my class. They have to take my class if they're in certain programs. So figure it out, folks. Anyways, how you doing? How you doing? Good to see you. How you doing? I've I've got one more day. Uh, till what? I work tomorrow, and then it's April vacation. Good for and you. I am, and I we get Good Friday off. I get all of next week off, and I am taking two extra days, so I do not have to work on my birthday. And I so I get twelve days off. I make it through tomorrow, and I have twelve glorious days off and then it's i think nine weeks until the end of the school i can can see the light at the end of the tunnel are we recording next week um i will have to our our plans for next week are currently nebulous um by the end of the week i will most likely be no longer here um the end of this week or the end of next week the end of next week okay um so you know, maybe if we record earlier in the week, but we'll have to see. Like right now, I like I said, I I got to get through tomorrow, and I, I only really bring it up because next week is what it is what it is. But then the week after that is basically both of our birthdays. Oh, we'll be doing a show that. Will we? Do you not want to? I don't know. What are you doing for your birthday? No plans. What's on what's on your birthday wish list? I don't know. Watch The Evil Dead. Watch Joe Bob. Get a meal with my loved ones. Oh, thank you. All right, you're invited. Yay! GQ, you can come too. Bring the families. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Eric, you can <coughs> come. Rachel, I guess you can come too. Man, there's people that I have to invite now. I have to be considerate. Uh-oh. I'm bad at that, folks. I, I'm surprised your wife's not planning a big surprise party. Uh, I mean, if she is, I, I wouldn't know about it. But I don't I think suppose she that's is. true. That is, no. I, well, well, I'm surprised she, you're not, she's not trying to convince you to have a party. I suppose uh, Doc Manson would not go for a surprise party. It's party funny. Um, if, if you think about me and my wife, you probably would think, that of the two of us, I am more introverted and less social than no. her. No. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Um, no. She is so antisocial I think, I, these days. I think, I think she would reach out to the, those people that you mentioned and be like, you know, do we want to get food? Do we want to, you know? Eh, I think she knows that. Do we want to dress up as purple raccoons and eat ice cream cones? You know, we were doing some sort of excitement. Where did that come from? I don't know. Just <laughs> purple pulling raccoons. it from the ether, pulling it from the ether. Right. purple oh, raccoons fair enough. Fair enough. eating ice cream. I mean, what are your birthday plans? Um, so I have my birthday off, but it is the day before I go back to work. So my wife was like, do you want to be away? And we come home that day or for her birthday, we had a, you know, a day in which like we just sort of chilled together and, you know, she got to kind of steer the ship in terms of what she was hoping for. Um, and it worked out. So we're going to, you know, I'd like to get some of the good Chinese food. Uh, there's a baseball game I would like to watch. Um, I would like to 
introduce her to some of the things on Dropout TV. So she has agreed to watch one or two or to to try one or two items on television that normally she'd be like, I do not want to watch people playing Dungeons and Dragons, DC. Why why would you make me do that? But she will put up with that. Um, The ice cream place near us that I believe we have gone to a time or two opens on my birthday. Oh, so all right. So if you are free, either that Tuesday or in the interim days, you know, we, you said get food with love rooms. Ice cream technically is food. It, yeah. Yeah. You're I mean, right. They, they, they have the plastic spoons that cut my lips and make me bleed on my ice cream. Did that so, happen that time? I think it did. Yeah. yeah. It happens. I, for some reason, I slice my lips open with plastic spoons. One of my mutant powers. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's super effective. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, you know, I, I want to be home and not doing a whole hell of a lot. Is, is yeah. And, you know, I mean, to Mrs. Manson's credit, I think she's poked and said, what do you want to do? And I've just been like, meh, you know, I think I've mentioned the movie. I think I've mentioned Joe Bob and she knows I'm pretty content with just that kind of stuff. So, you know, I don't I'm not the sort that needs a, a grand gesture. Um, she's not, she's not going to break out the Elvira cosplay. Oh, maybe she will. Now that I put the idea in her head, maybe uh, we put that out into the ether and we'll see what becomes. That's true. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, you know, um, I am open to podcasting the week of our birthdays. I would be open to putting a microphone at the ice cream place and doing a live podcast (laughs) the week of our birthdays. Um, GQ we'll, needs to get in touch. It just suddenly occurred to me we we had our March movie night, but I don't think we've got anything on the books for April. So we gotta we gotta get a movie night in this month. Uh, GQ, have have you seen the texts that have gone on between the three of us? I mean, today. today? Yes, I only saw two today. You said uh, one well, thing, and he responded one thing. Right? That's technically it. But he did say we should sit down and talk about it. So. I kind of read that not as we're going to sit down, but more like I don't want to talk about it and texting would be too much. So Uh, let me just sum this up by saying window washing sucks. I would imagine so. I'm afraid of heights. Yeah. Uh, Is there anything in the wrestling world you would like to discuss? Should we go to a hypothetical? Should we go to emails? How do you want to steer the ship? Hype me up, bad boy. All right. Hopefully, I was I, I intended to, you know, try to prep these. But sometimes Lame. quality. All right. I'm pulling Prepping three. Prepping is for suckers. I'm going to name the three titles. You tell me. A Life in Film. The Industry Standard. Or Super Gorilla. Now, let's pause for a second. I want to make sure I'm honest here. Obviously, you're going to head towards Super Gorilla. I will let you know the image on there are two football helmets. It's funny. Uh, I'm actually going to go with the industry standard. Okay. I found that one most intriguing. So The industry standard. Here we go. You are inside a very peculiar rock club. For whatever the reason, Wait. the man... Of- what? Oh, oh, like 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 a venue music. for from rock music. Okay, yes. Go ahead. 
You're inside a caveman's. I was very confused for a moment. Uh, for whatever the reason, the manager of this club demands that all musical acts must take an extensive IQ test before he will allow them to perform. Tonight, there are two acts on the bill, and they coincidentally share the same band name, the industry standard. Both bands are alleged to be awesome. Sadly, you only have one hour to spend at the club due to another obligation, and the intermission between the two acts is very long, so you can't watch both. You ask the manager which version of the industry standard you should watch. I have no idea, he says, but I will tell you this. The first band has the highest test scores I've ever seen anywhere. Each member of the band is technically a genius. One guy scored higher than Marilyn Vos Savant. Conversely, the band playing second has some of the worst scores ever recorded. One member might actually be illiterate. However, I halfway suspect they were all drunk and mocking the entire process. I couldn't tell for sure. Which version of the industry standard do you want to see? Um, I'm going to base my decision on nothing relevant to the discussion. I'd rather be home early so I'll watch the first show and then leave. Like, I don't think any of that matters, honestly. Especially because, okay, they had some of the worst test scores, but one has to believe that if there was some sort of cutoff, otherwise, if there wasn't a cutoff, the manager wouldn't be doing it. So mm. that must mean that there's still high IQ. So is there really, like, I also, I, don't feel, I also don't feel like IQ has anything to do with how good of a musician you are. Technically... The manager, it does not say that the manager is going to reject you if you do not pass the okay. IQ test. He just wants you to take it for some reason. Okay. I mean, I think. Yeah, I have known too many people in this world who claim to have had either high IQs or perfect scores on SATs. And they are not geniuses. They are not savants. They are not prodigies. Um, I don't think it means anything. So, yeah, for that reason, I guess I stick by my first answer. I, I see the first show and I go home and I go the hell to bed. I'm, I'm treating this as, okay, I'm already inside the club. The very first sentence indicates that I am inside the club. Yeah. So for whatever reason, I'm allowed to pick which band goes on first because I'm already there. So it's not like I'm going to leave and then come back. I He's like, look, I have this band. I have this band. Which one do you want to see? These ones are geniuses. These ones are idiots. Which one would you like to see? Um, I mean, I guess in that case... Maybe you go with the geniuses only and this is going to sound bad and maybe show my bias, but I assume that the general composition of a rock band are not are not the highest performing on uh, intelligence tests. As such, the one that has scored high has more 
not appeal, but I am um, perhaps more intrigued to see what kind of rock show that collection of people have put together. But again, that just sounds bad and makes me sound biased because I don't even know that that's true now that I say it out loud. Musicians, it requires a lot. So like... Mm -hmm. You know, I, I I go back to like the 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 theory of multiple intelligences, and so like yeah. geniuses. But if you are if you are a genius in mathematics or you know applied sciences or whatever it is that your particular strength lies, does that necessarily ca- cater over to music? And it might. You, know, you could go. It might a percussionist but it necessarily have. The best percussionists tend to be really, really good at math, so I don't know. Yeah. Um, you know, you could go with the the common stereotype that the drunk sort of, you know, stupid bands are the hardest rockers, you know, because they're all They're always... probably going to put on a really fun show. Yeah. I think I go also with the geniuses um, because I, you know, it, it, is it a, that's the other question. Is it a cover band? Or are they performing original songs? I'd rather hear the original songs of the geniuses. I also suppose, like, also, if that other band, if there's reason to actually suspect that the other band may have been drunk when taking the test, I don't know. Like, I don't know that I need to see a drunk rock band. No guarantee that they would drink to perform, right? But I don't know that that's going to make their show any better. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm not any fun, DC. I'm not any no, fun. I, this is an interest. It's an. It's an interesting question. It's you know. I, the real answer, answer is, is I don't go to any concerts. So I mean, yeah. I I'm like, all right. Look, the geniuses are going to be more likely to have a theremin than the drunk. Hell yeah! Band. And I would like to see a rock band that includes a theremin. Me too. So I'm with you so on that. I'm going. I'm going with the geniuses. All right. Fair enough. Yeah, I like that. Would you like another emails? I don't want to talk much about the Vicky Guerrero nonsense. It's all just sad. I, I don't even know what the situation is, to be honest. So, um, Do you want to know? If it's that sad, not really. Okay, then never mind. Yeah. A wrestling show where we purposely don't talk about things related to wrestling. You're welcome. Um, I guess we go over to the emails. Podcast at DDTWrestling.com is where you can send that message. Because we we're four of them. both of your hosts are apparently getting off of Twitter. So if you want to get in touch with us, send us some emails at that address. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I got to figure it out. Uh, the first email comes from our friend, Eric, the arsonist, sliding doors. Uh, it's, it's, it's too long to read. You read it. Okay. Well, we start off interesting. Hello, gentle man. <laughs> is he writing to me i would assume so sorry for the lack of emails lately but it's getting to be the busy season at work speaking of which something i did at work got me thinking about you guys last week i happened to work on a show where we revealed the wrestlemania lineups and promoted the event by having one of our hosts interview nick khan While I no longer celebrate the WrestleMania season, this was still one of those moments at my job where I had to sit back and appreciate how unique my situation is. I think what is most interesting about it is that I had no intentions of this ever being something I would do for a living until it kind of just happened. 
since I went to school for teaching and had some real opportunities for that to be my long-term profession, it made me wonder, what if? If a few things had worked out slightly differently, would I currently be an eighth-grade social studies teacher getting ready for the end of the year and summer break, instead of getting ready for those big sports ball end-of-year exams and heading to that sports ball job fair in Kansas City at the end of the month? I tried putting those into terms you might better understand, Doc. I didn't follow it all. This leads me to my question. Do either of you have any sliding doors moments in your life where you thought for certain you were going to be doing one thing, but something changed and your whole life was drastically altered because of it? Look forward to hearing from you. And just in case, I want to wish you both a happy early birthday. You're very sweet. From probably your one and only Emmy-winning fan, the arsonist, and then there is a screenshot of Nick Khan talking to ESPN personality Stephen A. Smith. And yes, I know who that is. I don't know which is which. So uh, Nick Khan is on the right. Stephen A. is on the left. All right, all right. Uh, sliding doors moments. I do remember that the arsonist was was also a potential educator in our uh, in our younger days. Hmm. I wonder sometimes, you know, I had to apply to get in. I'm sure I've talked about this before, but had I not gotten in to education school, um, the thought I had in my head was that I was going to leave the university we went to, go to a smaller, cheaper state school, and probably try to like double major in history and psychology. So I would probably be unemployed <laughs> at this stage. Um, it didn't work out that way. And I'm not honestly sure what would have happened had I not gotten in. But uh, other than that, I don't often have sliding doors moments. Do you doc, do you consider the road not taken? I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess so. I s- sort of, but not really. Like when I was in high school, I really wanted to do something with theater or potentially um, creative writing. And at some point, I decided that the career opportunities for those just seemed unstable and I wanted something with more stability. I was good at math and science. And so I said, eh, I'll be a chemistry major and go from there. So that's not really a sliding door moment because I made sort of a conscious decision to do something practical. Although maybe I, if we're talking about what ifs, I mean, maybe I wish I had done something that I would have found more fulfilling in my soul. Right. Um, but from there forward, like also I did not intend to go to grad school. I was just going to finish up and get a job probably in some sort of lab somewhere until a professor came and said, Hey, ever thought about staying and doing your PhD with me? And I said, huh, I hadn't. Okay. So that was kind of a, a weird thing. And then when they, Right after that, basically getting in and then they were like, oh, hey, I'm moving. And I was like, oh, well, I'm not going to leave here. So let me find a different lab. Yeah. Originally, it was somebody who I was doing work with as an undergrad. That is how I got into the program even to start with. And then I ended up almost immediately switching into a different lab. 
Mm-hmm. And I consider that a sliding door moment because I thought that would lab was something that I would really like to get into. And it seemed like a good switch at the time. Um, but I mean, I wish I hadn't at this point. Um, sure. was so that's a sliding the, door moment. I, was the first person um, that was the first person that um, asked you to consider doing grad school? Like, were they hoping you would go with them when they left? Was that why they mentioned it? Or well, it they, just- they weren't planning to leave when they initially asked me that, but within six months, their plan had changed. Yeah. But was that an option? Like, I oh, mean, it probably was, I'm, but I'm I never this place. I'll really, take you with me. Maybe, but I never really seriously thought or talked about to it about them. So I'm going to say no, but maybe that's not okay. that uncommon in hindsight for the, something like that to happen. Um, but it wasn't something I considered at the time. It was more like, oh, I guess I just got to find a different lab was how I took it. You know what I mean? So I probably honestly, well, professionally, I probably should have gone. I probably should have said, hey, I'll go with you and uprooted my life and gone to that. They're a far more successful scientist um, than the people I studied under or that I will ever be. That probably would have been a good inroads in terms of doing something uh, more more research focused with my profession. I don't know if that would have made me any happier, but maybe having different experiences around research would have left me not as dissatisfied with research as a career um, choice. So, um, and obviously, I don't do any research now. I swapped over to teaching, and so you know, once I was in grad school and I did a bunch of TAing, and I decided, hey, I side by side, hey, this is kind of fun. Like, that's a sliding door moment, I guess. I didn't intend to do any of those things, right? Yeah. Like, here we are. I had that, you know, no, granted. I mean, the job I'm in right now, I didn't intend for this to happen. I mean, I tried. Like, you know what I mean? I got experience nearby institution. I applied to different things. Nothing worked out. I gave up. I was like, ah, this is just never going to happen for me. I guess I'm just going to work till I die in that lab position I was in. And then basically disaster after disaster after disaster befell the department. They came to me like, hey, would you consider sliding door moment, right? It just, mm-hmm. I feel like, honestly, DC, my entire life, well, my entire professional life anyways, it's just been a series of events in which I am failing upwards somehow. Like no, nothing I have ever intended to do, I feel like, has ever actually happened. Um, and I talked to my I wife think, and I, I honestly, I think she sort of feels like that's just common these days and it's how things work. And I don't yes. know. I just, it feels really dissatisfying though. I, you know, you, I think I could paint my situation the same way. I graduated, like I, you know, got into this program and I graduated, um, and did not get a job like for a good six months, did not get a job. Uh, was a substitute teacher, uh, content to work sometimes, um, and you know, not you know, considering doing other things, wanting to go to the summer camp that I worked at and try to pitch them to hire me full time, and I would work for them doing stuff. Um, and then you know, happened upon a you know long term sub job, which turned into being there for a year and a half applied for a job at the school I'm currently working, didn't get it, but just so happened that the person uh, whose job I wound up taking was leaving to go get their doctorate. 
And so there happened to be a second opening and they were like, I, I guess you could do that if you want. It's younger than you want to teach. And I was like, yeah, sure. Okay. I'll try that. So yeah, I think there's a lot of those, you know, you, they're called sliding door moments. It's just, you know, an opportunity presents itself and you know, you either take it or you don't. Most of the time I think people take it because it's like, what a regular paycheck. Sure. Let's have that. Right. You know, and then I don't you I mean, but like in terms of being like professionally fulfilled, I don't think that helps. You know what I mean? At least for me, it just it feels so unintentional that it's hard to take pride in it, I guess. And, you know, that's just how it starts. I mean, from there, you develop however you develop. Right. And there's no mm -hmm. reason why you can't turn it into something that you're proud of. Um, but I just I don't know. Those beginnings like that always make me second yeah. guess a lot of the different developments that have happened in my life. I don't know how I feel about pride in general. Sucks. Like, am I, am I proud that I have worked at this just as I'm finishing my 15th year at this job? Mm -hmm. Yes. Could I have gone and gotten a job or tried to get a job at a place that would pay me more? Yeah. But I have no desire. Like you're talking about failing upwards. Upward mobility in education is not an area I want to pursue, much to my mother's chagrin. Uh, no interest in uh, administration. I considered, you know, a doctorate to try to, like, potentially get a job as a professor. But I think you would be an excellent principal. I'd hate it. I just feel like you – I just want to see you in a suit. <laughs> I don't know why I, I I don't I mean outside of your wedding I I never have I don't think mm -hmm. and even then there wasn't a jacket involved. Um, I think I think you know I think I probably wore for dinner theater we did once upon a time. That's, that's probably true. I get what you're saying. Uh, I'd wear suspenders. Yeah, I want to see I'd that. I'd walk around in like I'd walk around in like the white shirt with the black pants. Oh and yes, please. A brightly colored tie. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see this now. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Sleeves rolled up so they knew I was one of the. And you'd be totally Papa forms. Matthews. You know. Oh, man. Go into the classroom, turn the chair around, sit <laughs> on it backwards, watch what was going on. I think you could have one of those really effective um, sort of personalities in that position. Yeah. That, that just the, 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 the administrative aspects. I would love yeah, the to reality of what that job actually is in terms yeah. of the bureaucracy, I'm sure, is yeah. fucking bullshit. But. Yeah. Oh, I have, sorry, I have to stay late and call, you know, the police because somebody showed up intoxicated to pick their kid up who missed the bus. Sounds like fun. No, no I'm good. Yeah. No, I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. Uh, so thank you there, Mr. Arsicist. Uh, the gentleman, Doc Manson, thanks you, and, and I thank you as well. Uh, Tim, we haven't heard from Tim in a while. Tim chimes in with an answer. I read this, this one too long. Hello, good sirs. We are into April, and today my wife and kids had a snow day. My beloved twins have delayed their home opener because Minnesota. Baseball season is fully upon us, and I finished the Banana Land series from ESPN Plus as a way to fill the gap between the WBC World Baseball Classic for those playing at home, and opening day. Doc, you mentioned you have a list you add things to, have them auto-load onto the server. What's that workflow look like? 
Um, there's an application that I access through my browser, but it's hosted on my local network. There is a way I could set it up to be accessed remotely, but I haven't bothered. I only interface with this thing when I'm at home. Um, and basically I have that set up to tie into, um, various sites where content is available. And these programs are just, their, their purpose is to tie into those databases, automatically search for the correct file types based off of your specifications. Uh, you know, do you want DVD quality? Do you want Blu-ray quality? What does not matter, etc. And it will go and try to find a file that matches those preferences as well as size preferences and things like that. And if it finds one, it'll just nab it. And you can also have that set up where... Yeah, okay, uh, get a DVD quality if there's nothing else available, but then monitor that. If something better becomes available, upgrade until you reach this, and then at that point, stop upgrading, um, that sort of thing. So it, that's basically more or less what it looks like. You go on, you search for a title, you add it. It's because it's, it's pretty self-contained, Um uh, for television series, there's a program called Sonar, and for movies, uh, there's a program called Radar. Two R's on those. Sonar, Radar, R, double R's at the end, right? Um, kind of like R, like pirates, right? R, Sonar and Radar are the two. There's others. There's Radar for for ebooks. There's um um something else. Uh, Mylar for comic books, I think. Um, so there's a whole bunch of these different ones. But anyways, yeah, that's basically what that looks like. Mm. I, I know we've talked about it before. How much storage do you have? Um, I have... I technically have 16 terabytes of storage. Um... I, I, I it's I have enough hard drives that it's 32 terabytes, but I have them set up in a way that two of the drives are copied to the other two drives to provide some sure. failure um, yeah. protection. So yeah, basically at the moment, approximately 16 terabytes, and I fill I have filled approximately half of that. But okay, yeah, fair enough. Uh, back to the all legally DC. acquired, um, of course, of course, content. Uh, DC, you asked a question, so here is an answer. I will listen to what you produce. I am a spreadsheet and list junkie, so just listening to your voice. Well, I think I love you without ever needing the four minutes of eye gazing. Ah, oh, someone who listens to the hodgepodge hour. Bless you, Tim. Bless you. Uh, the way I listen to the J-O-B is that I will listen in three to four episodes in shots because they are evergreen and it is easy to listen while I am cleaning or doing other mundane tasks. Makes total sense. I do enjoy Battle of the Brandon far more than I thought I would. The hodgepodge hour is fun, but I think I would prefer the shows broken down individually to selfishly match my listening habits. I'm inclined to agree. Mania was this past weekend, then Monday, WWE announced a merger, and Vince is reportedly back in charge. Things will continue to suck, just worse. Hope you are well. Hope those you love are feeling better, especially Mama Matthews and the champ. Tim, thank you, Tim. 
Uh, both are doing well. Dad, last I knew, is still testing positive, but they just moved themselves to the second floor of their house so that demolition can begin on their ensuite bathroom. So obviously they're doing well because they just let a whole bunch of builders into uh, the house. So they are doing well. Our next email, I'll just keep reading them this week. Mrs. Manson, gods and monsters, dear DC and Doc, sadly we didn't wrestle or mania at Manson Manor this weekend, hoping all who watched enjoyed the shows. Lately, I've been spending my time reading Circe by Madeline Miller about the Greek goddess Circe, who is a sorceress banished to a deserted island. My genre of choice is usually literary fiction which is the catch-all for fiction that's not romance or sci-fi or mystery or fantasy or thriller. Cersei has been giving me some crazy dreams. Or horror. Or horror. But overall, I'm enjoying reading this fantasy novel for a change. Who is your favorite Greek god or goddess? I feel like Doc might like Scylla. Total monster movie vibes as she stands at 12 feet high with six heads all with sharp teeth and dog heads protruding by from her sides. What a delight. That image will be sure to give you some sweet dreams later. Hugs and kisses, Mrs. M. Um, I don't remember anything about Greek gods or goddesses, so I'll go with that one. Zeus, Ares, Hera, Poseidon. Aphrodite. Aren't those all Roman? Isn't no, Greek like Romans Jupiter? Were, I thought I think that's backwards. I thought the, but I could be wrong. I don't I really know either. Fine, Jupiter, Juno, Vulcan. As I said, Venus, I, I don't know Mars, enough to actually know. Pluto. So I, I have no idea. I don't care. Apollo, Apollo had the same name. Apollo Creed, that's Roman. the one. There you go. Um, yeah, I'm a Poseidon guy. Not just because of the Percy Jackson. I, I have been a Poseidon guy uh, for a while. When I was a kid, we would go to the Cape. I would stand in the ocean and be like, all right, Poseidon, come take me back to my underwater kingdom because I am clearly a man of the sea. I liked the portrayal of Hades in the video game Hades, but I don't know how true to the actual myth that is. Well, yeah, you played that entire game. Yeah. Pick, pick one of those. I'll pick Hades. All right, then. Cerebus. Uh, Glenn, ice cream. Here's an ice cream flavors tournament for your perusal. Pistachio or chocolate chip mint? Go. Chocolate chip mint. Cookies and cream or coconut? Cookies and cream. Chocolate or strawberry? Vanilla or mango? Rum raisin or raspberry ripple? Raspberry ripple. Neapolitan or cookie Cookie dough? dough. Caramel or chocolate chip? Chocolate chip. Butterscotch or Rocky Road? Rocky Road. All right. So, so far, we agree eight for eight. Chocolate chip mint or cookies and cream? Chocolate chip mint. Chocolate or vanilla? Depends on the mood, but probably chocolate. Raspberry ripple or cookie dough? Cookie dough. Chocolate chip or Rocky Road? Rocky Road. So far, again, I'm with you every step of the way. Chocolate chip mint or chocolate? Chocolate's the more versatile answer, but chocolate chip mint is probably the thing that I would choose. Cookie dough or 
Rocky Road. For me, it's Rocky Road. And so our final is chocolate chip mint or Rocky Road. I, I choose Rocky Road. Rocky Road is good. I love Rocky Road. It's, it's ch- chocolate marshmallow. Usually there's some nuts in there. Nuts. Yeah. yeah. I Chocolate marshmallow is my yeah. preferred ice cream flavor of choice. But chocolate chip mint, I think, would be Mrs. Manson's choice there. But I would go with the Rocky Road over it. Chocolate chip mint is is also very good. You can't go wrong with chocolate chip mint. I I'm a fan of just the OG strawberry. But really, uh, sloth doesn't steer you wrong with Rocky Road. <laughs> I love your little smirk when you say it. I I have a I have a guest who has been watching me say it. For <laughs> minutes <laughs> you're performing okay all right hey an email i can Absolutely. read go ahead emails i was going to ask something about wrestlemania or raw but i'm assuming you've already discussed not really so instead i'll ask each of you what you had for dinner this week keep up the work sent from my iphone the only thing i think we didn't really discuss is the whole cody Rhodes situation and how everyone now assumes that his life is over and he should have gone back to, he should have stayed in AEW. And, you know, I mean, between you and me, he probably should have stayed in AEW, but I don't think it's because of this. Yeah. But whatever. You know, he main evented WrestleMania, night two even. So, like the real main event. True. Um, he came within a, a stardust hair of winning, if not for interference. Um, he shows up the next night on Raw. He's in the opening segment again with the greatest world champion of perhaps this century. Um, he is he is set to team with if if Roman is not the greatest champion this century, perhaps Brock is the greatest champion this century. He's going to team with Brock Lesnar. Brock hasn't had a WWE tag team match since 2002, so we're we're setting all sorts of stuff. And then, yes, the tag match doesn't happen. Brock attacks Cody before the bell, F5s him onto some steel stairs. And so now, not only does Cody have to uh, fight with Brock, but now he has to work his way back to Roman. I understand people are bored with Roman Reigns. Nate has chimed in many times that he is bored with Roman Reigns. He's ready for a new champion. I, I totally understand and get that. I, I'll just man, say I don't think it's a coincidence that I basically haven't watched WWE since he's been the champion. He's been a champion now for like close to 950 days. And it's been, yeah. I've never had any interest in Roman. I will even admit, like, he improved so much over time. to And his in-ring work, while I, you, back at the beginning, the Shield days was atrocious, he's performing yeah. at a very high level. He is yes. top of the game. I still have no interest in Roman Reigns. And I just stopped watching. If that's going to be the top of your show for forever, and I have no interest in it. Yeah. I, I have no problem not watching the top of the show. I have no problem like, not I, watching the show. That's fine. Yeah, I mean, That's yeah. totally fine. WWE on YouTube played a clip of him going for crossroads solo Sokoa who had been kicked out of the arena pops the barricade hits him with the Samoan spike we get a spear Roman wins 
That was the only thing I needed to see. I watched it in two minutes on YouTube and was like, okay, I'm good. I know what happened. I watched Brock beat down Cody Rhodes and, you know, he and Roman kind of had it, you know, so now you're speculating as Heyman, you know, is Heyman allying with Brock? Are we going to see, you know, how's this working? Is he, or is it just the only person who's taken the title away from Roman is Brock Lesnar? Where are we going with this? Are we going to get a triple threat, Matt? So. I had a Buffalo chicken burger for dinner two nights this week. <laughs> we it's just some ground chicken, some diced up celery and uh, carrots and fry them in a pan. Obviously some, some Frank's hot sauce in there. Um, put a little bit of blue cheese, put it on a bun. Uh, that was a couple of nights this week. I had leftovers that for that. Um, tonight we had some carne asada with some seasoned black beans and white rice, as well as with some, uh, guacamole and uh, some shredded cheese. So that was also quite good. Mole, 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 mole. Uh, tonight I uh, breaded some chicken, a butterfly, two chicken breasts, egged breadcrumbs, popped them in the air fryer, uh, cut up some little mini duo potatoes, put them on a sheet pan or Par cooked them in the microwave, put them on a sheet pan with some whole foods seasoned carrot thing from the freezer bag, broiled those. So we had some broiled root vegetables with some chicken cutlets. Yesterday, I went to a new, or, or at least new for us, uh, taco place that is uh, on my way home from work. Was it lucky? We tried. It was lucky, in fact. Uh, we tried a... Uh, pork carnitas taco, uh, a barbecue chicken burrito, and a chicken quesadilla. Uh, all three were good. The quesadilla was excellent. Um, and so we had that. And then Monday night, I had, I believe I had a, a homemade bagel sandwich with some sliced turkey uh, pesto. Wait, you made, you made your own bagels? Uh, my wife is making her own bagel. Wow. She doesn't boil them. So I don't know. Is that know, really a bagel? You know, that's the question. Okay. Uh, okay. She she found a recipe for two ingredient dough, some self-rising flour and some Greek yogurt. And so she makes this dough and she, you know, rolls it out and makes it into maybe it's circular shaped dinner rolls with a hole in the middle. But either way, delicious. they're good. They're good. Excellent. They make for... Lovely little turkey pesto sandwiches with a giant bowl of pickles. Sounds quite good. That's what we ate for dinner, Brandon Banks. Thank you for the email. Thanks to Glenn and Mrs. Manson and Tim and the arsicist, Dr. Manson. What is your piece of positivity? My piece of positivity this week is Vince McMahon's mustache. (laughs) It's... Brought me quite a lot of joy. So, DC, thank you. Thank you for bringing this to my attention. See, here's the, this is the issue. If I, if I no longer am partaking in Twitter, there will be a lot of stuff we miss on this podcast. Because sometimes this, this show is, you know, me, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure what I'm going to do with Reddit and the squared circle. I may keep using that. I may, I may not. I don't read the comments for that, so I don't particularly care. I'm not, I'm not finding myself getting frustrated with that in the same way I do with Twitter. But yeah, I saw that picture and I was like, you know, he doesn't, 
pay attention. He might not have seen the greatest Vince picture since the mugshot. It's, it's good stuff. And frankly, it makes me want to grow a mustache again as well. I saw yes. it, and there was a moment where I was yes. like, I need to do that. Exactly. You need to grow that. a mustache and then shave all but like a centimeter of it right on the top and of like, your lip. The, the th- problem, like, I think that is one of like the most ridiculous looks, but like it is totally like the classical mustache. Like you go back to like early Hollywood, like that, that oh, yeah. pencil, like that's totally like the classic mustache. I just don't know how you yeah. can wear oh. it unironically. He is, is absolutely, he is absolutely, you know. He is, he is a little bit of like shaving the little middle away from being full Clark Gable. Yeah, that's exactly it. Clark Gable. Yes. And I, mm. Mm. I see. And, you know, and it's, it's not as thick as Robert Goulet's, but somebody compared him to Robert Goulet, which led me to tweet Don Quixote de la McMahon <laughs> and nobody liked it. And I was like, I'm done with you, Twitter. Done. I'm done. That was gold. Um, well, you're yeah, not, you're not verified. So, your maybe that so your tweets only go to well no one because even the people you're friends with they only see accounts that are verified so basically you're tweeting into a real void now yeah maybe that's the issue thanks elon the people i love the people who are you know superimposing different facial there's a lot of photoshop different facial hairs sort of stuff but that mustache is a trip and a half. Yeah, and I'm really not being sarcastic here. That totally is my piece of positivity this week. Um, I That's think it's fine. probably the it's most a- important development in the wrestling world that I heard of this week. So, yeah, uh, I will go with. Uh, let me see. I'm going to bring up the WrestleMania card again because I want to make sure that I am practicing what I preach and I am promoting the the positivity. So, I am going to shout again. Uh, that tag match. Street Profits, Strowman and Ricochet, Alpha Academy, Viking Raiders. Less than 10 minutes entertaining the whole time. Braun Strowman's doing his thing where he's running around the ring, shoulder tackling people, like literally running around the outside of the ring. Yep. And Angelo Dawkins, who is the... Who, who was, I'll use a past tense, who was considered the weaker half of the Street Profits by far, runs and shoulder tackles Braun Strowman and almost knocks him into the crowd. It was a thing of beauty. Um, you know, the Ray and Dominic match was very good. Ray and Charlotte, very good. That, you know, Sammy and Kevin winning those tag team titles, spoilers, apologies, uh, was very good. Um and then Gunther and Sheamus and Drew McIntyre. Uh, I, I'm telling you, if you, you want to find, a, you want to figure out where you can search for these matches with your radar, radar, sonar, mylar sort of things. Is there a way for you to be able to find those? Then you could, yeah, you could but, be enjoying the matches without feeling like you're paying blood money. Nah, I don't even want to give them the engagement because in internal, you know, like, discussions like even piracy is something that they're aware of they 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 use those metrics to figure out how many eyes are really on the pro and i don't even want to give them the satisfaction of that i really really don't okay well 
It was good. It was good. It was good. I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad you enjoyed it. And everyone else who enjoyed it as well. Well, I hope you have enjoyed this fun-filled episode. Uh, we've gone up and down the rocky road. And, and now it's time to say goodbye. Doc Manson, anything else you would like to say before we head out into that? Good well, night. we'd like to have your thoughts around the air. Send us an email, podcast at ddtwrestling.com. And, you know, head over to patreon.com forward slash ddtwrestling. Give us a little financial support to us. It really does help us keep the lights on, keeps the podcast uh, hosted, and all that good stuff. So thank you so much to our, our dear patrons. He is Doc Manson at Doc Manson. My name is DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. Have yourselves a hell of a week. Until we meet again, my friends, won't you be our bestie? <laughs>